This is Eldritch Buds, an actual play Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition podcast. What's up, Eldritch Buddies? Hello, buddies. Buddy buddies. Sitting at the virtual table with me tonight, we have Scott. Sneaky, stealthy, and not sure if he's okay, Cambrio Voss. Wills. The level 7 Sorcerer Rogue. Who's kind of relieved that maybe his brother's not evil, just possessed and or cursed. Speedy. The very skilled level 7 fighter bard, Chode. Debo. Also level 7, Battlesmith Artificer, who might have shaken baby syndrome now because of Zed. Grimble. And Josh. The level seven dirt magic magician, Jinxie, who's feeling a little rashy after getting slashy. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Uh, I'm Connor. Skip. Hey everyone, Josh here from Eldritch Buds, and I just wanted to let you know that we have some new sponsors and friends. Dice is not so nice. Uh, They run a little Instagram and Etsy page. You can check out the link in our description, and uh, you can use discount code ELDRICHBUDS to save a couple gold pieces or tree branches, whichever currency you use. Um, Oh, and also, they have free shipping over $50 anywhere worldwide. So... Check them out. Let us know what you like, what you don't like. I got a really cool mystery box. And uh, we'll chat with you later. Bye-bye. Previously on Eldritch Buds, as our heroes regroup, Hayes shows the group Emily's lifeless body. After healing attempts from Jinxie and Gribble show no improvement to Emily's condition, a large blast is heard from downstairs. As the group and the 500 Mythodarians make their way out of the building thanks to some powerful wind magic from Zed, They'd see the giant robot H7 destroying everything in its wake. As they get outside the factory, they notice the chain being held tightly by H7. A flash of purple and H7 stops and releases the chain. Zed reaches out to his brother, but the chain, aka Hector, is confused and doesn't know who Hector is. Just as Zed is starting to reach his brother, something happens and the chain is lifted off of the ground. The ominous voice our heroes heard back when they interrogated Craig, a man who helps steal Emily, emerges from the chain. It commands H7 to attack the Red Hand Band. Zed shoots a giant lightning bolt at the massive robot, but to no avail. H7 absorbs the blast and shoots it back at the factory, sending debris flying down towards our heroes and the people of Mephildia. Our heroes manage to dodge the falling debris, but the Mephildarians, not so much. Of the 500, only 120 remain. The Red Hand Band quickly springs into action, helping those in need as best they can. Once the people are safe, they thank our heroes for destroying the tyrannical Mistco and saving them from a life of imprisonment. After the panic dies down, Hayes visits his old house and has a proper goodbye for his mother. He also finds Thorum's old house and burns it to the ground. What will our heroes do next? Will they be able to stop the chain in H7? Let's find out. We are going to pick up a few days after the Mistco Mayhem. 
The five of you have been assisting the Mephildarians rebuild their community. Neighboring towns and villages have heard news of the disaster and have sent supplies, including fresh food, water, ale, as well as livestock, lumber, and other essentials. Over the past few days, you've all noticed the blue sky can finally be seen. Those of you with lungs have noticed fresher air as the thick black pollutants have started to fade away. Although the collective memory that the town experienced will not fade soon, the scars left by that evil place have started to heal. You know that you must be on your way soon, but before you go, the town has informed you that they are going to host a feast, both as a way to toast those who were lost and to celebrate those who survived. It also is being carried out as a thank you to you and your group who has saved this town and those around it from assured peril. I'll say that it is about three o'clock in the afternoon. Tables in the town square are being dressed for the festivities tonight, but you all still have a little bit of time before things kick off. So, what is it that you're doing? Um, before uh, we like get to the feast, like in order to help out, Chode would have like asked Grimble to like fix his hand since he like tried to while they were running, but now he's he's like, uh, can I'd be more helpful if I had two hands here? So you know. Could, yeah, I'll say that in 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 the the first day or so of, of rest, you uh, you guys are able to put your heads together and put your hand back on there, Chode. So you now officially have two hands again, and you can now use your two handed weapon as it was meant to be used. Um, Chode's just been like clearing up the rubble, helping people like you know get rid of all these like essentially like power down robots and making sure that like they're not coming back online and stuff like that. Like he's really trying to do all the heavy lifting that he can. Can you uh, roll me a general charisma check, please, Speedy? 19. So although this town is obviously very scarred from their experience with Warforged, it seems like news of your assistance and news of your heroism has carried through and the Mephildarians do not see you as an enemy or don't carry any harboring ill will. And they're treating you as a friend and as a guest. Nice. I'll take my trench coat off then. <gasps> a mom covers her ch- ch- child's eyes. This nothing day. It's fine. That same mom is just staring intently though. We also we also all know that there is not nothing there. Well, it's it's a way. Yeah, no. But we know, we know it's there, but we know. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, What are the rest of you guys doing? Moping. Uh, So, Cambria's just been a bit of a funk recently. And uh, so as soon as there was food, Cambria would have restocked the bag just to make sure that he has all the provisions and stuff he needs after he gave everything to the townsfolk. Um, He's just going to be shooting at stuff in the woods with, with Bethany. Trying to just bond with the only thing left he's got right now. He's killing some time, trying to get just get used to her and get better with his crossbow. Just sort of spend some time to himself trying to think about everything that's happened to him and, and what he wants to kind of do now. Now that a lot of what he 
wanted to do is sort of resolved. Do you look like Cambria right now or Hayes? Or or Hardin? I'll be honest, he looks at this point, especially when he's off in the woods by himself, he he's he's Hayes. But he's not fully comfortable to the point yet where he can kind of fully embrace what his mom is saying at the end. So when he's around other people, he still just throws on the Cambrio face. But he's he's trying to spend more time just as himself and with himself. Mm-hmm. Zed, what are you, what have you been up to in the last couple of days? Um, Zed, um, he would have he would have had a tough time feeling like. He let John down um, because they weren't able to bring Emily home safely as he promised um, and definitely as he intended to do, um, but would have tried to stay useful. Um, you know, obviously the, the powers that brought down this this city are the same that, you know, did what they did to Emily. So helping the city restore itself would bring Zed a bit of, um, you know, I don't know if happiness is the word, because I don't know how happy he'd be, but, uh, you know, it would would at least make him feel a little better. Um, He's got a lot of confliction going right now with, um, obviously, the chain seeming evil, and maybe he's not evil. He's just, you know, under the same control as, as the people we met in the forest. Uh, just after we first met the chain. So that's confusing. Um, aside from that, uh, given Zed's skill set um, and the fact that he's trying to become more in touch with kind of his innate power uh, that kind of gets channeled through weather and storms and, you know, the atmosphere at a whole, um, he probably would have been a large part of the fact that the city would have cleared up so like unnaturally quickly um as far as like clarity in the skies spend a lot of the days you know you you know pushing the wind around a lot harder than usual um to try and kind of move some of the smoke and smog and yuck out uh maybe somewhere shitty just push it that way (laughs) i like that (laughs) but um definitely as he gets more you know as he takes a more of a deeper dive into his his like family's history and spends more time thinking about what's happened and you know with the chain and and in his dreams he's definitely trying to channel that into making himself a more powerful sorcerer um he's been playing a lot with uh actually controlling the weather to a certain degree um you know if if it's raining being able to like eliminate that from certain areas you know controlling where the rain is falling if it's windy being able to change the direction of the wind and he's kind of in all this messed up you know time he's he's like channeling that into focus and drive to become more powerful because as he knows that he'll have to go up against his brother probably at some point to an extent um, who seems to be much more powerful than him but also you have this giant robot who he threw everything he had at and it did literally nothing so it's kind of that that strive to okay i must be better 
so the next time we're given a situation like this with with you know that we had with emily then maybe i won't fail again awesome um jinxie i i would like to think that that jinxie's been going around cleaning up all like the natural environment the trees everything that's been crushed um and going over to like you know smushed houses or huts uh and then just replanting the flower beds of these you know that are outside like the front window even though everything's mangled behind it and just kind of doing his like cleanup thing that's awesome just helping the community back in your own little way yeah you know just planted seeds literally planted seeds Grimble, how have your last few days been? What have you been up to? So Grimble's going to take the opportunity to fix Chode's hand. Um, and during this little encounter, um, he's hoping to have a conversation with Chode. So Grimble says, Chode, uh, we finally need to talk. Not only were you the reason I was a prisoner in that factory, then you go and set it on fire with me inside of it. What what were you even doing there? Well, to be fair, I didn't set it on fires. I just happened to be there when it got set on fires. I also had no ideas Yuz was at the factory, so... Um, I, I guess my bad. But, uh, look, we got you out of there. You're back. We don't have to pay the Yrex 20000 anymore. So that's, that's promising. And, uh, you know, thanks for fixing my hand. It's, uh, it looks shinier than, than normal. Um, Connor, because this is a, like, chameleon project hand, mm-hmm. can I change it at all or no? So I like the idea of that. Um, you can attempt to, and I will say that you can roll an Arcana check to see if you can figure out how to use that technology. I'm dumb, so this is not gonna go well. <laughs> nope, that's a natty one. No idea. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah, you can't figure it out. And anytime you think you're like, oh, you know, this must be how to do it. It's just like a middle finger comes out and you're like, ah, how do I put this away? That's it. That's a cool new technique. I'll have to remember that. Um, well, buddy, I know it's been a few months, but, uh, I'm glad you're back with me. Um, and, uh, to be honest, it was, it was rough not having you there. And, uh, well, I'm, I'm just glad you're back. Um, I do, like, what, what was you doing for the, for the, Miscos. Were you just like building the robots or did you build that big robot? Uh, I think so. They were handing me these schematics and like I could tell that they were something to build a big warforge. Uh, at the time, I didn't know if it was, you know, a weapon or what their intentions were, but I, I think I had a hand in making H7. Uh, needless to say though I didn't really have a choice like they were they had me as a prisoner and they're essentially going to kill me if I didn't do what they said 
No, 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 I'm not mad at you for making the robots. I was just curious. Did it maybe come across your table that there might be a weakness to said robots? Let me tell you, I've never seen anything like what they had us working on. I Man. don't see any weaknesses. I just see death. Uh, well, face. That's not good. Um, was it just like was everyone else there robots, or would like like was it just a bunch of robots in use? Honestly, Chode, I'm not so sure. I kind of spent most of my time alone, locked in the cell. Uh, oh. Or just in the workshop by myself. I didn't really see too many other people. Hmm. Well, to move off of that dark topic, when we get back to John's place, if we ever get back there, there's this guy, his name's Korg. He made these sweet ass, like, forge training areas. You're gonna love it. It's so sweet. It's like the Gladiator Pits one, but like on steroids. Like it's 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 top notch. We're gonna have lots of fun nowadays. Chode, I there's John, there's Emily, uh, the other members of your red face band. Uh, who are all these people? You thinking straight, Chode? Well, first of all, it's red hand band. Come on. Um, second of all. It was kind of, it started out as a, well, I got no other options to try and make some bunnies here. But uh, it has grown into a pretty strong brotherhood. We, uh, we started off just fighting some stinky lizard. And we've, we fought trolls together. We destroyed a boat. But uh, all in all, we've... We've we've come a long way as a as a group, so these are people I'd happily happily fight alongside, um, even against tough things like that giant freaking robots. Um, so I guess you haven't been introduced. I heard there might be a feast later. Maybe we can actually sit down and you can get a little bit of one-on-one uh, -on -one times with the boys and uh, get to know them a bit better. Essentially, all you need to know, at least from my perspective, is uh, Goldilocks, this the the little clear guy. Um, he's thirteen. He's uh, he's got a Wyrex ring. Crazy shit, I knows. He's very sneaky. Um, the guy in the robe that broods, that sunshine. He's very powerful with the magics. He uh, has weird dreams. He'll tell you all about it. Um, and then there's Furball, who's the big elephant-looking guy. He's from Deer. He's was a pain in my ass for many weeks, but he's shown that he can actually be capable. And between you and me, I'll like get Grimble to come really close. He actually killed the governor all by himself. It was freaking sweet. He also normally is more hairy than he is right now, but, you know, sacrifices have to be made. But how can you be so sure you can trust them? The, the dwarves, they abandoned us, and we were literally sent to exterminate Loxodons at one point. 
And then that Zed guy, he picked me up and he shook me like a rattle. I don't well, know. You're making Zed seem a lot stronger than he is physically, all right? This guy, he didn't shake you like a rattle, so, right? Um, so, that body that Cambriel brought down to the little dead girl, uh, she's, uh, she was like family to Zed. So when he saw her, that uh, kind of upset him, if you know what I mean. And you was wearing a misco thing. I'm sure he'll play it off, but uh, but uh, yeah, I trust me when I say it was a heat of the moments thing more than anything. Also, I don't know about we were going for exact loxodons, but uh, we we would definitely be tested. The I don't know. I wouldn't bring up the Loxodon thing, the football. He thinks he thinks it's only been 12 moon cycles since the war, which it's been way more. <laughs> Jigsy just doesn't see it some nights. Just skips. Yeah, he's really bad at math. So, you know. Anyways, I'm definitely over-talking for people that I shouldn't be fully talking for. Uh, if you want any more information about it, I would talk to them. Chode, this just, it sounds like quite the mess that you've gotten yourself into. The people you're traveling with, your whole situation. Look, after all the things we've been through, the war, the fight pits, I think of you like a brother. But I don't know if I can get involved with all this. You know, I just want to be a world famous tinkerer. And I don't see how any of this is going to help me achieve my goal. Well, if we kill that robot, you could figure out how that works. Maybe expand your tinkering knowledge? I'm more likely to get eaten by this robot. I'm telling you, we, we're not supposed to mess with this thing. Look, I know you didn't sign on for this. But I did. And the fact that we didn't finish the mission and this little girl isn't with us anymore, that pisses me the hell off. And the people that did this are going to pay. So I would love for you to help me with this. Because when we work together, it's a dream team. You know us, we were undefeated in the gladiator pits. And I know these are a little bit more high stakes, but could really use you. After some pondering, um, look, I'll stay on two conditions. One, you give me free reign of your body to attach any equipment I want, whether that's some cool armor or a waffle maker, you just give me all the creative expressions I, that comes to mind. Um, you could definitely pitch me on those ideas, but uh, no, you don't just get free range over my body. Thank you, sir. Oh, okay, fine. How about 65%? I get 65% of whatever gold we come across so I can at least keep on financing my tinkering. 
You're gonna have 65 of my gold. That's fine. And all the gold we find in the future. Hmm. I mean, that's that's a red hand band issues, not the not a chode issues. So, if you want all these domains, look like you could try, but I'm only one finger on this hand, so you're gonna have to uh, ask the rest of the hand. I'm just more or less talking about me and you. Look, oh. after everything I've went through, I think this is kind of something you owe me. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll help you get back at the Wyrex because I'm down to kill those fucking assholes. And I'm down to help you with your tinkerings and everything, but... You know, there's a lot of unknowns out there, so I can't guarantee many things. The only thing I can guarantee is that I will make sure to protect you and not let you be taken again. Because I can't, I can't do that. Well, as, as long as we still have each other's back, uh... I would love some sweet revenge on what the the Y-Rex has put me through and seemingly put you guys through. Uh, so hell, why not? Yeah, let's frick them up. Slip slap boom bat, baby. And with that, we're going to pick up with the bells and horns that are announcing that the feast is about to begin. Remember that about 120 of the Mithildirians survived the factory, and another 30 or so were scattered hiding in Mithildir proper. It's only about 150 people left in this town, but all of them are gathering in the town square. Jinxie? Sorry, um, how many people were there originally in the village? Would we know? Uh, if, if in one of your days off, you perhaps asked, uh, okay. there was just less than a thousand. Okay. Oh, geez. Yeah. In the notes we read, it said they had like a 94%. They had converted 94% of the town to robots. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I will say that you are all invited to a head table right near a statue of a halfling that adorns this town square and music starts to play and people begin this feast it begins with fresh fruit and berries some bread some chicken and ale and at one point david owner of mythildearest brings over five steaming cups of wonderful rich hot cocoa and says Boys, thank you very much for what you did for this town. I uh, I hope you know that any time that you're here, you can get one of these for free on the house. Cambrio is going to look at David, and he's just going to kind of, with his best, very sad 13-year-old kind of vibes. Um, could we get one more? David kind of looks at you uh, quizzically, but... Um, nods and eventually brings over a sixth steaming cup of hot cocoa. Rests it on the table in front of you and says, I really mean it. 
Enjoy, guys. And walks away. Zed is going to cheers the sixth glass. <clears throat> Set his kind of nearby. He's not going to drink his own, though. Uh, I'm just going to take that glass that I ordered and just move it to the... There's an empty spot in the bench next to me that I've purposely left, kind of. And I'm sort of just still away from the group. I'm here. I came to the party, but like I'm just clearly not into it. And I've just kind of left a space. And I'm sort of just staring at the, the cup of cocoa next to me as I'm just sipping away at mine. I'm going to look up and kind of realize that Gribble's still sort of here. Like he wasn't just someone from the factory. And I'm going to kind of, you know, I can see them kind of sitting close together. And I'm just going to shoot a little message in the mind chat to show just a... Uh, see? See cool? Yeah, this is... This is my boy Grimble. This is... Who I was trying to rescue from, uh, from the Wyrex. Oh. Just, yeah. He was here, apparently. So, they must have shipped him out to do something about us. But, uh, yeah, this is him. He, uh, he's been enslaved by, uh, by Miss Cole for the past few months. Um, so let's let's be nice. That's coming I mean, from me. I'm always nice. Um, I'm not, so that's why I had to say. Okay. So I'm just gonna look uh, over at Grimble and just ask him, like, "Are you okay? If we ask you some questions, we could probably use your help figuring out what's going on." If it's going to help, yeah, sure. I guess I can answer a few of your questions. So you weren't. You weren't here the whole time, right? Like you were taken by the Y-Rexes initially? Yeah, I've been a prisoner for six months, I would say. Uh, they didn't really have a calendar or anything, but it was ever since that night of the fight that they took me here. So I guess my question is, so you came here right after the fight, though? That's, that's what I was asking. Yes, as soon as Chode left, they, they bagged me and shipped me away. So, Chode really doesn't like to talk about that fight a whole often. Is there, is there something he's not comfortable talking about with it? Or was that just, like, what happened that night? Grimble looks to Chode, um... Yeah, Chode, uh, do you care to explain yourself a little bit? Uh, yeah, it's okay. Uh, sure, fine. I guess since we're airing dirty laundry, um, Grimble came to me and said, hey, they want you to essentially take a dive, throw the fight. And I am not someone who is willing to do anything like that. And Grimbo said, you know, you really got to do it. There's some monies on the line. And I said, ah, we'll be fine. We're the, we're the top show. We're the, the big stars. Like, they're not going to frick with us. And, uh... I guess they did not like that I did not do that. And 
next thing I know, I'm coming out of the pit and there's nobody there except for Bert, who is our money man. I was, and he told me to rest. He took Grimble, said I owed 20K. And uh, yeah. I don't know what happened on your side or if I'm missing any things, but that's what that's what had happened for on my ends. No, 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 that sounds just about right to me. All right, well, there you goes. That's our full fight story. All right. Um, did they take you straight here after that, or...? Yeah, uh... At least, unless they stopped somewhere while I had the bag over my head, I, I when I, they took it off, I was just here the whole time, and then I woke up in a cell, really. So the people were holding you here. Were they just the Yrexes the whole time, or was it someone else they were working with? I'm not really too sure. Uh, I know I've had plenty of encounters with a a dwarf named Thorum. But other than that, I, I mean, I, I was a prisoner. They didn't really tell me too much. Cambrio spits at the mention of Thorum's name. It's like, all right, um, so it's, didn't hear much. Did the name Cathlear ever come up? I just, I don't know if you overheard someone else talking, like. No, the name doesn't seem familiar. Uh, the only thing I kind of overheard was about that very important person on the top floor, but I think we kind of sorted that one out. Yeah, that that definitely got sorted. Um, okay. All right, uh, Cambrio's just going to kind of awkwardly retreat back into it. He's just going to take out the papers he stole uh, from there. He's just going to start rifling through the documents again, just pretend like he's... I don't know. Just, just looking for something that's not there. Just so he's out of this conversation. So, finally having a, a moment to sit down all together. Um, Zed would uh, finally get a chance to, I guess, have a conversation with our newest companion. I don't know whether consider member of the crew yet, but... Um, so at some point, Grimble, he would have, you know, addressed you during the dinner. Um, hey, uh, Grimble, is it? Yeah, that's right. Um, about the other day, um, you, you pretty much caught me at my worst. So I, uh, I apologize for the way I, uh, I acted in the moment. Um, I hope you can understand, uh, you know why I was, you know, acting the way way that I did. I mean, I was more than willing to help, but you just, you picked me up and, I don't know, I've never really been manhandled like that except for Chode, but we're, we're boys, you know? Well, like I said, I, I mean, I apologize for uh, the way I acted, but you have to understand, um, Finding one of your closest friend's daughters uh, dead, um, 
doesn't really allow much room for staying calm um, and acting slowly. So as much as I, I do apologize, I do hope you'll understand that uh, emotions just got the best of me that day. And, and I don't, look, I don't know you at all. We only just met a few days ago, but um, look, when I met Chode a while back, that guy was just as rough around the edges as he is now. And uh, he had one thing on his mind. He had one goal when I ran into him, and that was make enough money by any cost to get back his uh, his best pal. And uh, look, if you saw the drive he had, with all due respect, I think you'd be uh, not turning such a cold shoulder to him as I've seen you do in the last couple of days. Because that guy put everything on the line for you. And that's the only reason we're here having that conversation. This conversation, I should say, um, is because that that guy over there is one of the most rock-solid dudes I've ever met. Pun fucking intended. And he he's earned every ounce of my respect. And if, he, if you mean that much to him, then I have your back. But pal, you're going to have to uh, shake this tension, buddy. We're working as a team around here. Grimble kind of lets out a big sigh, uh, turns to Chode. Look, I... I'm sorry. I, I'm just so angry that they used me like that. All I want to do is to tinker and watch my inventions become world-class and to know that they used my knowledge to make this weapon in order... Uh, it's just hard. I, I just don't want to see my weapons hurt innocent people and... After what they put me through, I've I just I've been so angry. But I'm sorry, Chode, and I do understand Zed with your situation and your friend in the moment. Yeah. Well, hey buddy, uh I think I can speak on behalf of uh, everybody when I say we're not we're not done here. If you hate those guys as much as you say you do, then join the fucking team, buddy, because we need all the help we can get when we take these guys down. And between us, it's water over the bridge, so we're good. Zed hits uh, Chode with a little message cantrip. Uh, Chode, it's water under the bridge is the expression. Oh. Cambria's nodding thoughtfully. Water under the bridge. Water under the bridge. Yeah. Jinxie's thinking about taking a shower under that bridge. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Football, you do need a shower. Oh, well, 
things are getting a little longer with me here. She kind of shakes his back. Like, you know how, like, a, a horse, you know, twitches its back muscles and it, like, sort of shakes <laughs> to get the flies off? That's kind of the length Jinxie's at right now. Like, you know, good thick horse hair. It's not back to what it was, but... <laughs> so, uh... Little Grimble there, what... What, what do you want with us now that, that you found Chode? I'm glad to see you've been paying attention. Yeah. <sighs> Shakes again. Well, yeah, Chode asked for my help, and I want to get back at the Y-Rex as much as you guys do, so I figured we just kind of work together on this one. Well, I don't really need to get back at the Y-Rex, but I think we need to get that big robot. Um, Chode's going to pick up his ale, and he's going to kind of swish it around. I know it's kind of a bit of a joyous occasion here. The field is kind of on its way up, but uh, I do want to toast to uh, to everyone that helped us get here, including uh, that little guy we lost along the ways. So here's the here's the Vetus. Swimming in sardines in oh. paradise. He's good swimming so in sardines. I'm gonna <laughs> drink. Uh... Zed's gonna raise his glass and say, uh, "And here's to Emily." Here's to Emily. Grimble's gonna cheers along, but kind of whisper towards Zed and be like, "Who? Who did you guys lose?" Um, we, we met a little gnome along the way, uh, during our travels, and the group became quite fond of him. We lost him in the battle just before the factory went up in flames. Um, he was very close with, uh, well, pretty much everyone but me, um, but, uh, he was alright. So, uh... Gabriel, I know you've been a little quiet since the factory, but uh, did you did you find any things while you was besides obviously Emily? Did you did you find out what H seven means? Cameron's just gonna think it's a lot of questions coming at him. He's just thinking about what he found in the factory, and he was initially just gonna say some sarcastic answer about oh fucking thanks trying to find someone finally asked about Cambrio the depressed child for the last three days but he just doesn't have him in him and he's just gonna kind of um uh yeah you know I found some stuff I lost some stuff um yeah so Emily was in a room with some wires I think they were doing something to her in terms of like draining her essence or her power because they did the same thing to my mom. And I'm going to look at Chote's hand and go, that is because of my mom. So I don't know what that did to Emily or if it, if that just is what took her, but yeah, I, I don't know. There was... My mom was in a room with Thorim. That robot was in a tube. Emily was off to the side. 
fought him, came in there, I confronted him, I... <laughs> you remember that jar Tigmar gave me? Yeah. Turns out Tigmar sticks to his word pretty well. So, uh, I threw an air elemental at him. <gasps> and then I got out of there with Emily, but my... My mom didn't make it. Emily didn't make it. Fetus didn't make it. I really am just having a tough time right now. Chode's gonna stand up because I assume I'm sitting across from you. I think just of how we've kind of ordered it. He's gonna reach across the table. He's gonna pick you up. He's gonna give you a big hug. Bonus mm -hmm. action cry. I'm really sorry to hear about your moms. You know, it's a, it's a rough day for you, kiddo. Yeah, so I don't... I, I don't know what we do from here. I, I mean, the chain or whoever is doing something to the chain has that robot. I, I, I can't be good. Obviously, if they've done this here, they're probably doing it somewhere else, so... Yeah. I don't know. I, I just, I'm stuck on it. I don't, and I'm going to kind of shove the documents at the rest of the group and just be like, I don't know if you guys can make heads or tails of this, but it's just, I don't get it. After all that, just kind of rifling back through the documents, just going through it all, switching the papers around, being like Project Chameleon. And then I'm going to give Grimbo a look as I'm reading this one. H7 was yours, right? H seven, what is it? One W three. What is the re what does the rest of that mean? I'm just gonna kind of shove the paper across the table at Grimble. Uh, Grimble's got quite the high uh, intelligence. Could he possibly make an investigation check to see if he picks up anything? Uh, yeah, sure. I'll let you roll an investigation on that. That's a sixteen. So with a 16 Grimble, obviously H71W3 is some sort of ser serial number that is similar to how other Warforged in the factory were named. The one thing that is weird about this particular operation is that the H is actually lowercase, and that's not the case with any other Warforged that you'd seen. So as Grimble's flipping through the papers, I don't know what the rest means, but I do notice something strange with the serial number. Uh, I've come across hundreds of these Warforges, but this is the only one that starts with a lowercase letter. Now, it might just be a mistake, but it really it's really sticking out to me. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna take it back and I'm just gonna lay it out in front of me. And then I'm just gonna I'm gonna write it down and start trying to just like substitute be like, alright, so it's H, then seven, A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Alright, so H G, okay, that doesn't and then I'm just gonna start substituting the <laughs> uh, numbers for letters. And I'm gonna end up with H G A W C. And then that's what I'm gonna confidently say is the answer. <laughs> well, I'm named after an acronym. Maybe it stands for something. Hey, seven ones with threes? I, I meant off of your letters. 
right, right. Uh, hey, guys. Huge, huge guy. Huge guy available with cannon. <laughs> That's got to be it. I think we've cracked Is it. Is that your relative, Chode? I, I mean... Grimble did help build him, so maybe he is my relatives. I don't know. He's, in a way, kind of like your descendant, almost. What? What's a what's a relative? Um, uh, you know, it's like someone part of your pack, like a mom. But oh, uh, yeah. Oh, 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 not, oh mm, sorry, touchy mm, subject. Let's no uh, let's move on. I like to think of Jinxie kind of being on the opposite side of the table, just kind of looking at the pages upside down, I guess. Um, guys, does does H71W3 look like something familiar? Like the, the H look like a Y, the 7 like an L, the 1 like an I, and the W like an M, and the three like an E. Oh my God! It, it, it says it, Emily. It, it, yeah, Emily. Holy shit! Carrie's gonna be writing it down, and he doesn't get it. So until Zed, he just writes like that that M as he's doing it. It's like that just looks like a W, and Zed's gonna just reach out and like spit it around for him, and then it just clicks. <laughs> oh! All right, so I'm just gonna look at the group as they're kind of just going over this and be like, so. When I found my mom, she was in this like cradle of tubes and wires, and she was in a lot of pain, but she could talk to me. And what she was talking to me about kind of confirmed some of the things I was reading in the documents we found that was, you know, Thorim had captured her, was using these machines to take her powers of changing and like infuse it into a robot into these warforce she was building. That's how they shift. That's how they, you know, that's how that whole process worked. We know that Emily's powers were more mental. And I found her in a similar cradle. So I don't, I don't know if this is right. Or if I'm just holding on to an idea that somehow maybe one out of the three people isn't dead. But is there a chance she's in the robot? And I'm going to kind of look back at Grimble as our sort of inside man person right now. Could you... Could that be done? I mean, I'm sure with the right spell or magic, but I... I don't... I don't know. I can't really tell you. Holy shit. I just don't see what else they would have done. They, the note I found, or the, the clipboard that was beside Emily, said the body was ready to be discarded. What if they didn't want her for her body, they wanted her for her mind? Oh my god. Oh, well, that's that's why they took her essence of intelligence, right? I I tried to mail that, and, and I failed. Oh. Oh, my God. Is this why the post office blew up? Is... 
Otherwise, I think she's but in the robot. why would she hurt us or try to? I mean, if you woke up in a new body, wouldn't you freak the frick out? Yeah, but once you see Jinxie, you never forget. Guys, I don't... I don't think that her mind is necessarily there as much as, like, the power of her mind. She didn't interact with us at all, but she seemed under, or the robot, I should say, seemed under a similar control that so many of the people we've come across have been under. They might not have the, you know, ability to resist these commands. Well, who's commanding it? We still have no idea. I think it has something to do with uh, the guys that kidnapped her in the first place. The guys with those insignias. I think definitely that would be the case. So whoever Daze was working for is probably who we need to find. Feels like we're back at square one again. Yeah, do do we see John? I mean, we saw her with the chain, right? Yeah. Alright, where's the chain? Or where is the chain supposed to be? Well, last we know he was governing Weirkazam. I would say that's a pretty good place to start. Ooh, how do we get there? I don't know. I'm willing to check out any option of ours before going back to John's and telling him that Emily's gone. Yeah. I mean, if she is gone, an extra few weeks won't make a difference, so might as well try this. I don't know if we we can go try to find another boat. That doesn't seem to bode well for us, but other than that, it's overland. So we should probably start prepping, I guess. It's at this moment in the feast that Austin actually approaches the table where the five of you sit. And you've all noticed that in the past few days, she's taken on more of a leadership role and is, for all intents and purposes, the new leader of Mephildir. As she approaches your table with a mug of ale in hand, she raises a glass and says, People of Mephildir, please join me in thanking the heroes that saved us from that horrendous place. The individuals who give us new hope and have allowed tomorrow to be a reality for us. Those of you who would drink with me are honoring their heroism. And and she kind of looks over at the sixth glass of hot cocoa and their loss. To the heroes of Mephildir, and you can see that all of the Mephildirians kind of sitting in the town square raise their glass and toast to you all. And it's at that moment that Jinxie, right behind you, the statue of the halfling, its chest all the way down to its knees begin glowing a bright white light. As the five of you fixate on it, it looks to be an outline of a door made in light. What is this? The chest 
of the halfling opens up. And peering from the other side of the door, you hear a familiar voice. What? It took me long enough, but I finally found you, idiot! (laughs) (laughs) And that is where we're going to end tonight's episode. He's back, baby! (laughs) I never thought I'd miss that voice so much. You've reached the end of the episode. Thanks for listening. Hey, wait, don't go yet. If you enjoyed what you heard, please give us an honest review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. We'd love to hear from you. As well, please follow us on Instagram at Eldritch Buds. It's where we post announcements, art, memes, and more. A special thanks to Arcane Anthems for the in-game music and to Zach Parks for our killer intro music. Until next episode, thanks for tuning in, buddies.